Hey, Colin, uh, Josh Beckelheimer here. Just want to say thanks for pushing that episode out for me. While I'm at work, I have so much time to listen to podcasts that I burn through so much stuff so quickly. I work eight hours, but I feel like seven and a half of those, I'm just listening to podcasts. So thank you for that. Um, I have to probably go and just do a whole back catalog of all you anchorites because... I'm now like Jones, and every time I hit play, I listen to something. I'm like, great, now i got to wait a day or two days. I constantly hit refresh to see if anyone has posted anything. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go back through and just listen to all yours and just go find other people and just listen to everything because I have so much time on my hands at work. Again, thanks, man, pushing that through. Hi there, I'm Colin Green. You're listening to Spike Pit. But this is not one of my normal episodes. I'm calling these episodes my drive-by episodes, wherein I speak a little bit more candidly about the things that are on my mind. I'll be pulling less punches, maybe biting a bit less on my tongue. Now, if you think that's perhaps not such a good thing, then... This is not the episode for you. Remember, this is a drive-by. So I've got to do a little bit of thinking, as I'm often want to do. Been going through my back catalogue, been talking about my back catalogue, been listening to a load of podcasts. And you know, uh, I played a session last night face-to-face, so I'm playing a lot of games. It occurs to me, though, myself and fellow podcasters in the RPG sort of podcasting sphere, and you could apply this to other interests as well, but I'll stick to what I know. I think there is a danger that for people getting into the hobby or people returning to the hobby... You could listen to some of these podcasts and intimidate yourself. So, before I get any further with this episode, I just want to say, don't be discouraged if things get technical. Don't overthink your game. Don't allow yourself to fall into some kind of analysis paralysis. I think a lot of us have done it. I've done it myself. I've come up with strategies for avoiding it and one of those is just pick up a one-page adventure of some description an adventure starter which is just the seed of an idea throw down a few notes on a post-it whatever it is just just keep it to a page keep it something that you can largely perhaps internalize just have some bullet notes Pick a rule system that either you're used to play and you're familiar with or something super simple. Once again, maybe just a one or two pages of rules. Get them in your head. Get some players together. If you can't get face-to-face players, go online. Get into some forums. Start sending a few messages and people will appear. All you're trying to do is play one session. 
That's it. Just play one session and see how it goes. Don't overthink it, folks. Don't overthink it or it'll never happen. Call in from Jason next. Nerds RPG Variety Cast. And it's very pertinent to something I want to talk about and I'm coming to later. Take it away, Jason. Hey, Colin, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Just listened to your KISS episode. I think it's somewhere in the 20s. I'm sure you probably have some callers that call you about that. I haven't heard those yet. But if I don't comment, you know, I'll forget what I was going to say because my memory is not the same as it ever was. I think you're you're on to something. I think we need to use plain speech and plain talk and not dumb things down, but not try to use fancy terms and, and prop ourselves up either. I, I really think that's important. I see that all the time in the professional world. Different companies and different accreditation places come up with different terms for the same thing just so it makes their company stand out or their course stand out or to get to pass this accreditation or this course, you have to learn this weird term for this thing that's called something else. And it really ticks me off. And I hate to see that pervade in the RPG sphere too. So I'm with you. Talk plain folks. So at this point, I guess there's three common kind of responses to this, this remark that I've made. You're either thinking, yeah, Spike Pit, we agree with you. Or you're, Thinking, no, no, what are you talking about, Spike Pit? This is a serious business. You can't go trivialising our fun. Or you've just switched off. Or you you, you haven't listened to this, in which case um, I'm not talking to you. You <laughs> <laughs> oh, can see how this is going to go. Anyway, what I want to say, I want to go a bit further. I put out... A little bit of advice there. Don't overthink it. Now, I'm thinking, yeah, that's easy to say if this is something you're familiar with. You know, when I was a lot younger, I spent a lot of time doing prep. I got right into it. Now, you know, I'm doing a well. I'm doing a couple of podcasts. I've got this. I've got the Purple Worms, and and as a as a group of gamers, we can get caught up in all sorts of detail and, like I say, technical issues, definitions of words, stuff like that. And I don't want people listening to this that are maybe not so deep in the hobby to be scared away. I go on about this all the time, trying to use plain speak when talking about games. Talk about the games you're talking about. I've been banging on and on about... Uh, abbreviations of things and um, I can't even think what you call it Um, uh, acronyms that's it I always forget acronyms whenever I try and remember them so put all that to one side if you can and if you're podcasting you know my aim as a podcast I I, want to get get this hobby growing and, and get more people involved so it's, it struck me I've done this a couple of times I've helped out people with trying to either get a game going or, or get a group together or or get a few more players into a game just by drumming up a little bit of enthusiasm so if you're listening now and you're struggling to get a game off the ground 
if I can help you, I will. So what I'm saying is, call in, tell us about the game that you're, you're, you're trying to pull off. I'll, I'll speak about it, say what I know on the show, uh, and see if we can get some games going that way. Now, I want to make a special mention now for Jeremy, a.k.a. Froth. He's the Four Eater podcast. In particular, every week he puts out the Hump Day Bloggerama and every week he totally derails whatever it was I was working on at the time. Recently, this week's episode is no exception. Uh, Well, I guess technically it's actually last week's episode, but he was talking about Traveller. I don't hear a lot of talk about Traveller, but this was timely. Recently, Spencer, Free For All, put out his little game, Osseus. And somewhere along the line, he mentioned Tunnel Goons and the the, the dice mechanism from his game. And, and it's a 2D6 system. And he mentioned Traveller. I've, I've not played Traveller. Froth came on talking about something called the Cepheus engine and mentioned that there was something called uh, Cepheus Quantum. Now, I think I might have heard of Cepheus and, and wasn't that interested. It just sounded like a, well, to be honest, it sounded like a venereal disease and, you know, who wants to get involved with any of that? So, joking aside, when I heard that it was a two-page system, a rule set, whatever you want to call it, a game, my ears perked up. I've downloaded it, took a look at it, and yeah, I can clearly see what Spencer was talking about now. And um, it actually looks like it might be a bit of fun. Probably some, what we call whiffing, which is in in the combat, you know, you're, you're rolling and then armour is reducing damage or you're just missing and that whereas something like tunnel goons it's a 2d6 system it's a another sort of half a page rule set but if you miss or if you well it's not it's not actually combat in tunnel goons it's just if you're making a check and you're rolling the dice basically if you succeed you succeed and good things happen and if you fail Bad things happen or maybe you take some sort of damage or you experience a negative effect. That's it. I just wanted to give that shout out for Froth. He puts a lot of work in every week, I know. And uh, yeah, he sent me down another rabbit hole. So cheers for that, Froth. Um, Keep up the good work, mate. Hey, man, it's Vance. Still pounding through back catalogue. I don't remember when I started listening to your podcast, so I'm coming up in the 90s there somewhere. Anyway, um, so yeah, I've looked up Transmission Vamp on YouTube, and the first song I came up with sounded like they just stolen the melody line directly from Bangles' Manic Monday. And of course, now YouTube's recommending all sorts of weird British pop to me and I'm waiting for Boney M to pop up or something like that. So curses on you, Spike Pit. Later. Bye.
I want your love. I want your love. I want your love. Sing it. I don't want your money, honey. I want your love. I don't want your money, honey. I want your love. I don't want your money, honey. I want your love. Hey, Vance, man. What can I say? Sorry, dude. Um, <laughs> I guess it's not just froth that's uh, opening up rabbit holes on the internet. Um, yeah, maybe Transvision Vamp was not the best of my recommendations, but in all honesty, for me, it was always more about Wendy James than the music itself. A shame to admit it. Well, actually, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Thanks for the call in, mate. And we're carrying on talking back catalogues now. Got a call in from Evil Jeff. We have some advice that I've heard from somebody before, a certain Joda lawyer, in fact. Spikebeard, it's Evil Jeff. You've uh, been going on about your back catalogue and some other things, and I've heard a little bit of a refrain throughout that entire time about making sure people are listening and not trying to distract them. You know, you've also said, you know, changing the title, uh, you know, some more clickbaity and everything. Honestly, my friend, I would say title it what you want. Put the content in the show notes. If somebody really wants to know what you're talking about, it might be a catchy title, but most of us, I hope, are going to look at the show notes and see, is this something I want to hear Uh, am I going to spend some time on? Am I going to skip it? Whichever. Let us know in the show notes. Be as pithy as you want in the title. Later. Thanks then to Evil Jeff, Minions and Musings podcast. I kind of get a feeling that he's not just talking to me. Um, It is helpful to have really comprehensive show notes and I've got to put my hands up and say I don't always feel like doing it. It's super fiddly on the phone. So what I try and do is I get back to it on the, on the PC. Much easier to type there. Sometimes I can do a bit of cutting and pasting. I rarely actually list out all the um, subjects and content of the episodes. But, yeah, this came up a good while back. Uh, Joe, the lawyer talked about it and then that that was the beginning of of me trying to do some better show notes I think I called into Joe and and said to him at the time yeah I need to make a better effort uh I've made a better effort they're more comprehensive now in particular I like to credit the people that have called in but as far as content goes I think I'm gonna have to double down and improve those notes and Like Jeff says, when I'm looking at this back catalogue, that's something that I think I can do to actually improve those episodes and uh, not upset anybody who who kind of, you know, wants to see them as uh, a record of things gone by and, uh, you know, I won't won't get in trouble for um, burning anybody's memories. And good idea, Jeff. Thanks for the call in, mate. This discussion of past episodes is one of those anchor surprises for me. Every time I record an episode, you never know what's going to stick and capture people's imagination. That's why I think it's quite important not to make 
uh, not to presume too much about what people like and don't like. So I tend to try and just record what's on my mind and put it out there, let the people judge it for what it is, make their own mind up. Interestingly, popular opinion and the people that have called in and the people I've spoken to are kind of in favour of leaving old episodes in the back catalogue alone. But I've got a series of callings from somebody who's been a little bit quiet recently, but they've got a different angle and an interesting one. I'll play those callings for you now. Mr. Spike Pit, how are you? I'll tell you what. Uh, I went back into my old... Well, there's a whole new... I'm going to pull a Jackson. I'm just going to say it now. There's a whole new thing going on with YouTube. And it's changing the landscape and, and where comments are going to go. And it's a big hot mess coming up in 2020. But prior to that, I started going to my back catalog and deleting stuff that just wasn't important to the story that I was trying to tell on YouTube. I didn't need to have my podcast on there anymore. I'm doing video. So I took them off. And I don't, for me, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Going back, cleaning things up, making it more what I want it to be now. Gumpole Jackson. Ah, I don't know if my second message went through. I'm not sure if it did. I hit, I titled it and then I hit it and then it disappeared and then I hit it again. Now I don't know what messages you're getting. So I guess we'll find out together. But as for recreating, like I said, recreating or get, getting rid of stuff that doesn't fit, I think there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping stuff that is kind of goofy and doesn't fit as well, if that makes sense. And I think they both work. And as for pushing past anxiety, good on you. Pushing past anything, any kind of obstacle, I see too many people sulk and moan and bitch and cry and whine and don't even try. They don't even care to try. It's not that they can't. Some people can't, but it's that some people don't even want to try to push past something. And I just think that's a great waste of creative energy, time, life, and all of those things just to kind of not even attempt to move forward. So that's my ramble comments. <laughs> see you later. Whisk out. Oh my god, I'm sorry to call again. You know what? I just, I was talking to a YouTuber a while back on the phone and we were chatting and both of us are at the point where we want to go back and redo some of our old shows. Just because a new, I got a new camera, I've got new lights, I have a new perspective on maybe how to make something and maybe I make it a different way now. And it's fun to go back to that back catalog as far as video goes and be like, oh yeah, I can't, I really want to reshoot that scene because now I got a new camera and match. Jackson sent me lights and Smitchy Face got me a camera. So I don't know. I'm just rambling. I should do a podcast because your podcast is just inspiring me to have a whole bunch of stuff to say. Thanks, Colin. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, Whisk Out. Always awesome to hear from the Happy Whisk. Thanks to Ivy for calling in. Quite a lot to think about there. Yeah, I was just sort of getting used to the idea of maybe leaving things alone and that's given me some more to think about. I'm not going to rush into anything. I'm not going to destroy or wreck anything. I'm not going to do a George Lucas. I've been asked about that. Maybe a bit more of a Tolkien. Um, but we shall see. Cheers, Ivy. Hello, my friend. It is me, Vit. And I am pleased that you cleared up the confusion that poor, poor misguided trend was having. For I am not self-deprecating. <laughs> <laughs>
I know that together, yes, together, we could all reach the highest heights or sink to the lowest lows. But I am sad, my friend. I am sad. For I cannot wrap my mind around trend, not remembering who I am. For I shall never forget the feel of his strong hands wrapped around me, carrying me to safety. And for those of you that don't know him, that was the wise and powerful wit, friend of Joe Richter. And, uh, yeah, describing the uh, first session we had in Dave Aldridge's Black Hat game, and that is kicking off the Black Hat section of this episode. Moving on, we are going to go to Josh B, B for Beckelheimer, and it seems that the enthusiasm for the Black Hack is a little infectious. Josh Beckelheimer here, and um, I want to say, Colin, that yesterday I listened to your episode where you uh, created the Black Hack character, um, and that got me super excited. So I went home, made my own character, and then I started digging through the book and reading the rules and now I'm super excited about the Black Hack 2nd Edition. When I first did my skim through, I'm like, I don't know about this. But now everything's starting to click. The only issues that I have is just some of the layout format. Like under the equipment and economy, where, you know, the, the gear that you can buy, that is just a mess to read through. To find out what item is rare, what item is common, and what item is exotic. Just, ugh. Anyways, that episode was great, and it got me excited for the game. Thanks, man. For anybody that doesn't know Josh, super creative guy. I'm glad he's getting into the black hat, because that means there's going to be lots of goodies for me to check out on places like the Audio Dungeon Discord. He's already posted some stuff. I hope that is just a, a sign of things to come. Thanks for the call in. Josh and hope you continue calling in. I don't think this black hack theme is going to go away for a while. Continuing on with the black hat chat, in fact, we've got uh, some controversy now. I'm, we're going to go out with a bang from my man Joe Richter. And never before have I heard such appropriate use of the rare and dangerous F bomb. I totally agree with you, Joe. Take us out, man. Take us out. And listen, hang on. At the end of the show, there's a little bit of an outtake you might enjoy. Yo, what up, dude? It's Joe. Uh, I didn't realize that your brother, Arfed, is going to be playing in that game on Sunday. And as you might guess, that really pumps me up, dude. <laughs> Oh, man, I get to play with both of the green boys? Right on, man. Also, yeah, with the usage dice, I meant to call in the other day, but I actually got in kind of a back and forth on YouTube with Ben Milton, the Maze Rats dude, about the usage die, because he was saying it's not any easier or less time, uh, time saving than actually keeping track of individual arrows. And I just think that's... I think that's fucking ridiculous, man. Like, holy crap. 
keeping track of every single arrow as opposed to at the end of a battle you roll a single die and that's it that it's night and day it's not even close anyway man that's me peace out thank you for listening to this spike pit drive-by episode if you've enjoyed the show consider spreading the word via social media take care catch you later I'll just listen back to that segment and I realised my accent could cause some confusion. I said thought eater and of course I mean thought eater. How does it go, Jason? Tango, hero, oranges, gonads, hero, tango, lima, echo, sausages, sizzling. (laughs) That's thoughtless. And what's worse, I didn't even spell that right. (laughs) Outtakes.